I want to get. Right. I want to. I want to get the intro right. Okay, let me get all loose. Let me get all loose. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you two in your head. Welcome to Thought Cops, the only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because, hey, somebody's got to do it, and then we let you be the judge, the jury, and the executioner in the court of public opinion. Coming to you live from Neo Chicago, I'm Officer Kevin. How can I help you? Now I go. Yes. I'm Officer Grant. Hey, third time's a charm, isn't it? That's right, Grant. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for giving our listeners a peek behind the wonderful uh, the wonderful curtain of our of our fine show as we tinker and tune with the, uh, season two of Thought Cops and figure out just what's going to work, what's going to stick, and what's going in the crapper. We we really do need to just like sit down and just bang out an intro. Because uh, we have not done that. Every time we start this, we're just like, "Oh, what? Do I don't. I don't know. We'll just do something." So we need a new intro. We need a new theme song. We need a new everything. People, help us out. Patreon.com/slash/thoughtcops. We're trying to rent out a studio for this thing. For crying out loud, uh, we'd like to at least. That that would be a lofty ambition. But uh, with us today, we have a returning guest to the show. We have Jab with us. How are you, Jab? Yo, how's it going? It's glad to be back. And I got to say, I, I do kind of miss the old Screaming Kevin intro. But, but you know, yeah. I'm adapting to the change of the, of the show, the new show format. You know, I, I'm not writing it off. I do still, listen, I do still scream from time to time. But we are trying something new. There's a new format for the show. There's a new feel. There's a new vibe. We're just testing it out. Uh, speaking of, I want to share with you both. I had a very strange experience uh, this evening. Ooh, and it happened, it, happened, it, happened, it happened to happen right before we recorded and i was like okay well that's gonna be content of course so i was driving <laughs> home i was driving home from work and i parked my car i got Did out of my you drive car past the the tim cast uh poster uh, no uh, not, not today because every time i do oh, i'm okay. like that's gonna be us one day up there they're gonna yeah. tear down the big for jab there is a giant tim pool billboard uh in this city that's quite the eyesore but no we i i was driving home from work i parked my car and i get out of the car and walk walk into my apartment and then this guy is walking his dog normal looking guy and he goes look at that guy he's neurotic i'm like looking around (laughs) nope nobody else is there and i just like stop and i'm like "Are, are you talking about me he's like yeah he's like and he turns to his dog he's like see look at him he's so neurotic Oh, so I have no idea who this guy you. is. He was. He's like, yeah, he was. He's like, I'm like, you think I'm like, you think I'm neurotic? And like, I've been like thinking like, I, I don't know. Why I are you talking to tendons. these people? Why, why are you like responding to no. crazy people? Just I, leave listen, them alone. I, I'll explain. <laughs> He's I'll explain. talking to his for, mo- for moments like this so we can have stuff to talk about on the podcast. I guess so. That's fair. No, I've been like getting in my head recently. I have a lot of neurotic tendencies. I've had a lot of neurotic tendencies for a long time. And this guy, like, I, I didn't think I was acting neurotic. And this guy just like, hey, look at that guy. He's so neurotic. He's so fucking neurotic. And he's like, Again, turns to his dog and he's talking to the dog to tell him this. And I'm like, you know, like I'm like, I'm like, are are you are you talking about me? He's like, yeah, you. I'm like, that's how you can tell that dog is like his only friends. They like when when they talk to them like directly, like one on one, like that. That's how it was so it was so bizarre. And then and then he goes like, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, you. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why do you think I'm neurotic? And he's like, (laughs) because your jacket, man. And I'm just wearing this like fake leather jacket. I've had this like shitty like fake leather jacket for years. I just was wearing it. I'm like, I'm like my jacket. He's like, yeah, it's neurotic as fuck. I'm like, okay. (laughs) 
Did you and ask then, him if he knew what the word neurotic means? Because I, I know I didn't attribute I didn't. that to a, a jacket. And then he goes, then he goes, you know what, man? You got some fucking balls. Nobody ever engages. You actually st-. he's like, you know what? I gotta give it to you, man. You stood there and you talked back to me. That's fucking crazy. Nobody ever engages. I'm like, so you're far from the first person he's tried this with. I you're guess. like the 20th or 30th. I guess. And he like he he looked normal. He wasn't completely out of it, but he was definitely like. I don't know what he seemed completely fine aside from like talking to his dog. And then I'm like, all right, all right, man, have a good night. And I'm walking back to my apartment I, and I, I'm wearing a backpack. Cause I, you know, I bring a backpack to work. I bring some stuff and everything. And I turn my back and nerd. Like, yeah. Well, he basically, then he goes like, uh, he goes like, look, it's the backpack too. And I turn around I'm like, what? He's like, <laughs> and I shit you not. He goes, I was talking to my dog. Oh my God. And yeah, then, this is a not well person that you're spending a lot of time engaging with. I and you're do, like, is it me? It was Am just I like, really that neurotic? I feel insane right now. And it's like, just don't don't respond. The only people that I respond to are the people that like ask me direct questions like and even still like uh, there was the other day uh, I was walking home and like there was this like younger kid. I don't know. Something like in his 20s or younger or something like that. And he was like, uh, hey, excuse me. Do you know what time it is? And I was like, uh, it's like 615 right now or something like that. And he was like, oh, thank you. You know, not a lot of people talk to me. I, I ask a lot of people a lot of questions and not a lot of people talk to me. You know what they usually say they usually say fuck you and i was like jesus christ why did i do that why did i, I respond city, i should have just fucking walked past but i just figured uh someone's gonna ask me a direct question usually you know they're fine or whatever and it's just like and like i, I know just like, like why do you engage like i've been living in the city for like almost a decade i've been like i i you know like you grant we both grew up in chicagoland took a lot of field trips to the city took a lot of trips with the family yeah. to the city we got accustomed to like when you're out and about around chicago if strange people are talking to you you just kind of ignore it but there was something about this guy that i was just like it it well he wasn't like completely off his rocker and he didn't like it wasn't about like hey can i have a few bucks or something or whatever it was like he seemed completely normal, but he was having like a back and forth with his dog. And I'm like, I gotta like, I'm like, why does he, I guess I was like, I'll admit it. I was like a little bit self-conscious. I'm like, wait, what do you mean I'm neurotic? I want to find out like if he towards knew something. a stranger? I will never be self-conscious towards a stranger. Think whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> well, like I said, it, it's something I've been thinking. It's like, I, I, it's weird because I was like just having a conversation about it last night. So it was like the fact that this right. guy, like, it's like he saw something and I'm like, what do you mean? And like, and then I just, realize that he's again just having a fucking full-on conversation with his dog and i, I don't think know maybe it, it was this so guy bizarre. was a little neurotic i mean hey that's 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 a guy that has nothing to lose if he's just that confident in like shit talking someone right in front of him to his dog like that's it, i wish i had a fifth of that confidence it wasn't yeah. even like it wasn't even straight up shit talking like because he wasn't like oh it's the way you're at he's like, it's your it's your fucking jacket man i'm like okay yeah, this sounds like goes, someone like, with maybe. I gotta some give it to you, man. Mild. Nobody ever engages, and it, like again, he wanted nothing from me. Like usually, you'd expect, okay, like I said, give me a few bucks or whatever. But no, he got mad at me when I tried to talk to him again because, like I said, he brought up the backpack thing. I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, and he's like, again, I was talking to my fucking dog, and then I hear him like muttering to his dog, and they walk the other way. It's like his own aggressive way of saying, "I never thought I'd get this far." Like, like I, I, th- <laughs> I, I thought I couldn't even get one response, let alone two. What, what, what is happening? I know. I, I think you're right. Like, I, I it's like I just I, it was just like something about the curiosity of the situation was like I 
have to find out what's going on here. You know what I mean? I'm definitely, no, I, I get what you're saying. I feel like I've had moments where it's like, I'm just going to continue or I'm going to, I'm going to remain in this context just to see what happens sort of thing. I, I get that. Uh, it sounds like you right. had a run in with someone with some mild psychosis. Um, that maybe it wasn't generally afflicting him to like a, a, a horrific degree, you know, but um, it sounds just like, yeah, you, you had a moment there. No, what was that old like Bible cartoon with like the stop motion one, Davy and Goliath? Well, I have no it was idea. Davy and Goliath and they grew up and they know they're no longer talking about the Bible. They're just like gossiping about people they see on the street. He's like, oh, I don't know, Davy. I don't think he looks that neurotic. That doesn't make any sense. How can a jacket make somebody look neurotic? Quiet, you. Something like <laughs> and that. And the whole time they're just like, oh, these people won't engage with us. We can say whatever we want. And then they meet you. And then they're like, so like shocked, like, oh, my God, this person wants to like actually have a conversation with us. This is not what we plans. It, and it's one of those things where it's like, Grant, you know this, like you and I have had some very strange run ins with people in this city. Like, remember oh, yeah. that one St. Patrick's Day when, okay, and I'll, I'll keep this yeah, short, but like, yeah, there was yeah. like one time when like me, Grant, and two of our friends went to this restaurant, Mr. Greeks, they sell like gyros and French fries and stuff. And we we're sitting down at the table to eat. And this guy, just, I think we were just waiting for our food. Were we even eat, eating at that point? I don't even know. But this guy, this like, this huge guy, no idea who he is. He just pulls up a chair at our table, slams it on the ground, sits on it backwards like this. And he goes like, we're getting into a fucking fight tonight. You guys are getting <laughs> fucked up. And like, and we're like, was looking, like a table like four of, like, of us. There was like more than, wasn't it more than that? It was like six of us. It was just like no, a table was, full it, of like. It was me, you, Ron, and Fernando. Oh, that was it? I thought that there was yeah. more people, one or two more And people. then I just remember like, <laughs> I just remember glancing across the table at you and like, you had like an unopened like pop can and you were like slowly kind of like grabbing it up like, okay, okay like if this well, if worst yeah, comes to worst, I got something I'm to hit him over the head with. I'm neurotic in the sense that I'm assuming that everybody has either a knife or a gun and is going to use a weapon. And so I'm going to use like a weapon back. Um, <laughs> I hope my aim is good, but um, yeah. take this know, Dr. It's Pepper. It's the best shot you got. If you can knock someone out with a with a fucking can of something, uh, that's best case scenario. I I haven't gotten yeah. shot yet, and I would <laughs> prefer not to. I don't want to know what that's Dude. like. And that could that could just be anybody. That could be literally just anybody. Um, well, remember what happened though. Chances. Like, I just like got up and like scolded him and started yelling at him and told him to get out. And he did. And he, <laughs> he just got, got up and left. left. Yeah. I just I don't know. Like something like snapped in me, and I just stood up and I'm like I'm like. Get the fuck away from us. I'm like, leave this place and never fucking come back. Kevin, and I'm like, noticing some- a trend of you like giving people the reactions they weren't expecting when 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 they try to to provoke you. Like like this is like the second story in a row where someone was like, I wasn't expecting you to have that reaction. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I got I got leave. I got I got other ones. I got I got I got stories yeah, for Ke- days, Kevin but I'll, actually I'll save those have for another time. A large amount of stories where like a stranger interacts with him and he interacts back. Like because the guy the guy on uh St. Patrick's Day directly said something to me and I just stonewall people. I'm just like I'm just keeping an eye on you. He said something about like uh what what do you say? He's like, "Oh, you're tall. You're tall. You play basketball. No one fucking cares." And I was just like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. But that Stonewall reaction is probably what people like him are used to and then when they see Kevin who like talks back, that's when they're like surprised. Right. 
But like, okay, well, never one mind. Time, <laughs> one time someone threatened to like beat the shit out of Kevin because he was like listening no, he, to Come Town or something like that's, that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, platform. I was. <laughs> no, it was this guy. It was this guy, and this guy was for sure a tweaker. That's why this is the kind of guy I ignore. Like he was like, you know, all whatever. And we, I was going to the train station, and he he wanted to squeeze through the turnstile with me because he didn't want to pay the two dollars and twenty five cents to get on the train. And he's like, I had my headphones, and I was listening to Come Town or something. And then he's like, uh, Hey man, can I? He's like, the, it's a very small turnstile, and he goes like, Hey, can I just like squeeze in there with you really quick? I, I, it's it's gonna be really quick. Let me just get in there. Let me just get in there. And he's kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like not interested. There's and like not enough space to anyway. There's not enough space. And then like I, I had my headphones in. I think I just was like listening to something in the podcast and it made me chuckle. I'm like, <laughs> and then I go through the turnstile and I'm, I walk down this like underground tunnel and like I'm waiting for the train. And then I hear like off in the distance, like, hey, you fucker. <laughs> and then I just like, I'm like, I'm like, what? And I, I look over and this guy's like charging at me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's holding like he's holding a metal cube in his hand and he goes like i'm gonna bash your fucking face in with this right now i'm like what are you talking about he's like if you if you, you had a red bull can you would have been uh properly armed against this uh perpetrator of a violent crime but uh that just that goes to tell you folks at home never leave uh, never leave home in the city without a full beverage to hit someone over the head with hey any, no, anything guy, is anything's a weapon you know so you just got to arm like, yourself he, with he knowledge just, he had this like unmistakable like monster energy logo tattoo on his cheek like the green claw marks you know uh, and oh my he's God. like he's tweaking out he's like shaking and he's like screaming bloody murder in my face like you are laughing at me you are fucking laughing at me you think i'm a fucking joke and i'm like i'm like no man i was listening to something i don't need, i don't know I what was you're listening talking to come town i'm listening to come town you love it no and it was just like and again i was waiting for the train and i'm like the whole time I'm like mm-hmm, <laughs> please come very very soon and <laughs> And he would, and it wasn't like a thing I could ignore because he was like fucking like, 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 like wielding this thing in my head basically. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, right. man, I'm trying to like talk him down. Like, I'm like, I wasn't laughing at you. I wasn't laughing at you. And then thank God the train shows up, the one going the other direction. So it's everybody coming from downtown because I was going to your place to record, Grant. Right. And then everybody from downtown gets off the train and it's like, you know, rush hour. So everybody, just all you these, and him, all these people in suits just like basically carry him off like a sea and like, I remember he was like, hey, hey, and these guys were like, fucking knock it off. And he got like carried ah. off because people like people were like not having his shit. And I'm like, and there was a part of me because I'm like, I live right by the train station. And I'm thinking like, I I hope I never see the monster man again. Like, because yeah, he that, said that it, monster he, face tattoo is like the equivalent of like a teardrop tattoo. But instead of killing exactly. someone, it's like, I've thrown the monster can at someone before. Here's my, here's my marking. It was so yeah. bizarre, but it's also like unrecognized. It's like, you know, like, uh, like it's hard to miss. And it's like one of those things where it's like, he said, if he saw me again, he was going to kill me. And that was about <laughs> three, that was three or four years ago. Uh, still kicking. Hopefully I don't see him tomorrow for some reason. But anyway, that's <laughs> I still my, would ne- I, I would never live anywhere else though. This is my favorite <laughs> place to live. It's but a fun time. It's like <laughs> how many, how many other times you get like a story like that, you know? 
one of my favorite encounters. Yeah. I was I was still in Florida and I was like I was like smoking outside of a bar with my friend and I had like really long hair back then and so did my friend. And there was yeah. this older guy that came and started like talking to us and he kept saying, Y'all, y'all are just smoking cigarettes. I got some weed back at my place. I know it ain't legal here yet, but I got the stuff. And then I was like, nah, man, it's fine. I'm I'm okay with cigs for now. And he kept on engaging me more and more and started to get more and more flirtatious. So because I'm kind of stupid, too, and I like to see where things go, I kind of humored him. So he told me to start following him to his car. But as I got up and started following him, he saw my face with like my 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 scruff. And then he just starts screaming, oh, I thought y'all were girls. Oh, <laughs> y'all are F slurs. And he just like screamed oh, the F slur wow. really loud. And then his pants fell down like immediately after he said that. And then I like, and then he said, no, I'm getting away from you fuckers. And he trips over a parking stub, uh, like those like parking stub things. And when he falls yeah, like face yeah. flat on the concrete, his underwear also falls. So now his balls are being shown to like everyone <laughs> oh that's smoking God. outside. No, and no, even- it's an accident. No, I'm, it's not me. It's not my, Wait. oh, oops, I <laughs> fell. My underwear. Yeah, fell please, off. please tell me it was one of the, please tell me it was those like boxer shorts at the white ones with the heart patterns on them. Oh, I wish because the guy looked like that cartoon old man that that you would expect to have underwear like that, like like really tall, bald. Yeah, but no, they were just regular loose boxers that I guess fell because his pants fell. So like his big ass scrotum just like was showing to everyone. And I even I was still trying to help him. But then he started screaming, no, you F word, stay away from me. And like started like yelling at me as if I was the one like leading him on. And I was like, you came up to me. I was minding my own business. And yeah, like that's that's what happens when you entertain people that talk to you like that. I guess you just well, get Jeff, we actually, situations like that. The mystery, the mystery's been solved. Actually, Zwick is in the chat here. He says that was me, and I'm sorry. Oh damn you! You got a lot younger. <laughs> that dude, that dude was in like his sixties, seventies. Yeah, Zwick, Zwick likes dad. inserting himself in places uh, where he's not welcome. Um, <laughs> Such as this conversation, but uh, that that is like that would have made for a crazy internet video if someone would have had their phone oh on just my been God. recording the entire interaction. That would have because I like don't believe you that that happened. That's completely <laughs> I am completely yeah no that was that was gold that, that would actually happen. Yeah, no, Jeff, you're you right. In, uh, you currently live in Los Angeles, right? I do. Yeah, you got to have some crazy stories out there. This is this is the crazy city story episode. They call <laughs> Surprisingly, it surprisingly no. Land. La La Land. Surprisingly, no, like the guy that you were talking to called you neurotic who would like complain that like no one ever engages. That seems to be the people that I'm around all the time are like people. This is like a very antisocial like city. However, not on the streets. I did have a experience at a liquor store recently that I was at. Um, I went to a liquor store because another store I was going to was closed. So I was like, okay, I'll go get some alcohol. And I went to go buy some alcohol, but my phone was dying and I needed to get an Uber. So I asked the gas station driver to charge my phone. And while I was waiting for my phone to be charged, these two black dudes come in and they start like looking at all the, 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 the merchandise and they keep complaining how the prices have raised since they got there. And when they bring their food uh, to the cashier, the cashier raises the prices even more on them. And I'm in the back of the store being like, oh, no, what is happening? And the guys are understandably upset. He was like, hell no, this was this was two fifty. Now it's two seventy five. And then he goes, all right, well, now it's three dollars. And then and then they go, man, fuck you, man. I don't want your food anyway. And then they and they started calling him the N word. He was like, fuck you, bitch ass N word. And then the cashier gets really angry and goes, don't call me the N word. You're the N word. You N word. And just starts saying oh the hard R and everything. 
And then this guy like pulls out. I didn't have time to see what he pulled out, but just in case it was a weapon, I ducked immediately. And I was smart, like, smart. I cannot be in a worse situation. My phone is behind the, the cash register. I don't have a car. And this guy may or may not have pulled a gun out. Like I am a part of a store robbery type situation now. And then he pulls something out. The guy under the cashier comes out with like a baseball bat or something. And the two guys run out with all their food they didn't pay for. And the cashier runs out to try to like smash the windows of their car. And then when he comes back in, he locks the door with me inside of the liquor store. <laughs> and then he looks at me and he goes, you're safe now. And I was like, I'm more afraid no, of you no than those guys. To you. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, man? And, and, and this You're cashier is now like, <laughs> as he's holding a baseball bat. What the fuck? Yeah, I never thought I'd be in a situation where I was more afraid of like the store owner than like the people that he's like supposedly trying to keep me safe from. So like I then then there was another dude who was in there that kept lecturing him saying, you can't you lose your cool like that on people, man. Look at all this stuff that you own. You have so much to lose. And then he screams at that guy saying, get out of here before I call the cops. And then he like log he like kicks him out and then locks me back in and i'm like i don't know why this guy thinks that he's like keeping me safe by holding me hostage i want to get out of here so i'm begging for my phone back and everything and because i'm trying to get my phone back from this guy all the guys he kicked out are now like staring at me angrily as if i'm like on his side or something and i'm like no i just want to get the fuck out of here and i was a victim yeah and like i guess i just wasn't as angry as y'all where i just want to fucking go home and then of course it took me like 30 minutes to get an uber while all these people were staring at me so like funnily enough in terms of la it's been like it's been like store owners that have been scaring me more than just like random strangers on the street i i believe that weirdly enough like i i've been out to la a handful of times I don't think I was there long enough to have anybody threaten to kill me, unfortunately, just for the story's sake. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I mean, you're definitely, I mean, like there is constantly weird shit out there too. Yeah. That's like, but I mean, I, I, I live like in like living in a city, you know, it's just, whatever. there's more people. So, oh, you know what? You know. No, yeah. I got one more. I got one more quick one. It was when I was in Japan and Ooh. I, I went, cause I was staying, I stayed in Tokyo, I stayed in Kyoto and then I stayed in Osaka. And when I was in Osaka, I was like walking out on this pier at night. It was like, it was like evening sunset. And I was walking out of this pier and I remember having this thought like, man, it's crazy that I'm here by myself on the other, the other side of the planet right now. And like this like lady, this random like middle-aged lady, like on a bike, like rides up to me and she goes like, she goes like, bang, 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 like with her fingers. And I'm like, oh, uh, and, like, and she looks like a crazy. And then she's like drives off, rides off. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to hang out here anymore. <laughs> well, I don't think that they have guns in Japan. So I don't like I'm sure sh- they have some. I'm sure that's probably one. But like, yeah, the one, one lady. Yeah. The one lady with the gun had to fucking come find me. I mean, maybe she knew you were American and maybe that was her way of like making fun of the gun country because <laughs> I, I, I used to live in maybe Japan so. when I was a kid. And yeah, no, there's a lot of older Japanese people that are racist as shit and xenophobic. So when they see an American person, that's that's probably what she was like imitating. So, so you, you, you probably just, just got... 
I think everyone's just like really fucking like, I don't think that I don't know too many cultures where they're just like, yeah, no, everyone's cool. Like, it seems like every every pocket of every civilization has like some sort of thing. And I think that we have it sort of like built into our laws a little bit more. But I've, I've just heard so many stories of people going to so many different countries. And it's just like, oh, yeah, the United States where we had slavery for 400 years sort of thing. And then like you just go to like Italy or something like that. And everyone's just out racist to everybody that's not white and it's just like yeah i i think humanity's just i think that we're all kind of just really bad yeah we just need to oh, start yeah. over probably like Crawl back i don't know if this is ocean i don't know if this is a thing anymore but i lived in japan in the mid-2000s and i remember being told that if a restaurant had a red sign then americans were like not allowed in like they were allowed no. to deny service just by being American because they hated our table manners. They hated how loud well, that we would were have been at helpful tables. To know. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you did you did you learn that the hard way? No, everybody is actually pretty nice because I don't I don't I, I have studied a little bit of Japanese recently, but at the time I went, which is like uh, three years ago, I basically had to act like a baby at restaurants and just point to things on the menu. Uh, <laughs> that I want that uh, I want that. And they were fine with it. Oh, yeah. I, I heard it's pretty normal to do that, even if you are Japanese, just to point at the images, just because it, like, yeah. takes faster. And, like, I felt bad. And, like, you know, they were being so nice to me and everything. And, like, after the after the meal, I was like, uh, 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 tip, tip, you know, because I was, I wanted, like, you know, leave a tip because they were, you know, mm-hmm. a, a wealthy tip because they were so nice to me. And they're like, uh, tip, 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 tip. And then, like, they're just, like, all, like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, like, like, uh, tip, tip, like, huh? Tip? No. Tip? Tip, I mean, like, it, it caused so much chaos. Everybody's like, ah, uh, tip, uh, tip, uh, tip, tip. It just was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me well, just, let me leave and never come back. I'm so sorry. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like when a child is lost in like a department store and everyone's like, uh, can everyone come pitch in and help and try and find this kid's parents? That was you. You were the kid. Please, Mr. Donald Trump, can you show me where a large cheese pizza is? <laughs> and they could get this relax. kid a hamburger anyway jab i do want to ask you some questions about the stuff yeah. you're working on because you are a very busy person uh you have been I, I was watching uh some of your recent youtube videos on your newer channel i know you launched an individual channel recently where you said that you've been making youtube videos since you were a kid now, that doesn't surprise me because you have your hands in a lot of pies. You're, you're, you're working on a lot of stuff. You're working with the Living Tombstone. You got your own stuff. Uh, funny Rave. You know, where to begin, man? Like, I just don't even know. Oh, yeah. I remember that being like, <laughs> like dominating the whole beginning of the last uh, episode I was on. Just like listing all the things I was working on. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it was just because I was working on videos since I was a kid, like, I was I just sucked at organizing. I sucked at pacing myself. I just wanted to get involved with as many things as possible. And I guess that drive just kind of stayed there because like I've learned that if I'm only known for like one or two things, that's not enough for my brain to like be fulfilled because I'm just used to so much chaos. So I think that's really all there is to it. Like I it's not it's not that I'm like have a better work ethic than anyone else. My work ethic's probably the same as anyone else. I just I'm more comfortable with overwhelming myself than other people, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that. But, um, but, uh, but I have been taking a little bit of a break recently. Um, I put my, my funny rave show on hiatus for a bit just because the working on the show along with this other projects was just becoming way too stressful. So I have been taking it a little bit easier lately. 
At the moment, it's mostly just been the living tombstone and my personal stuff, as well as occasionally posting on YouTube thumbnails. So that's been like the three things I've been focusing on lately. Yes, yes. I know we wanted to talk to you about YouTube thumbnails because that's a pretty big Twitter account. And you've been kind enough to post a couple of our thumbnails. And of course, you know, once that happens, you get the comments in the video like YouTube thumbnails brought me here. YouTube thumbnails brought me here. Oh, nice. I'm glad I brought in a few new fans. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, like like I said in the last episode, it's come to a point where YouTube culture has kind of been growing aware of how ugly a lot of uh, early thumbnails were back then, that people are starting to post them more at an ironic, more self-aware stance. So using that account, it's just been more fun posting stuff that my friends like work on more than anything else, just to like, it's kind of fun having that be more of an inside joke amongst YouTubers instead of like actively, because I still look for really bad ones, but I feel like most YouTubers now get that if they if they do anything extra, it's it's like either going to be ugly and it's going to look like you didn't try it enough or you're in on the joke. And I, yeah, I just think it's more fun to just post thumbnails from people who are in on the joke at this point. Yeah, you actually yeah. posted a thumbnail of uh, from one of our friends' channels. I, I don't know if that was because so he our friend Alex Schultz with Be Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, is it Alex? Yes, like, yeah. some of his channel. thumbnails yeah. for a while were okay, like so I wasn't absolutely sure. repulsive. To look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, riffing on that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found this channel because a few years ago I made a Twitter video, uh, just like making fun of how a lot of video essayists or game YouTubers talk like this. They have to end every single sentence emphasizing the last three words. And yeah, like I started speak, yeah, yeah, like like that's one of the speech patterns that I've noticed that a lot of YouTubers had. And then uh, he like linked one of his skits that he did in the replies. And then I was like, "What's this? Be nice to me productions." And I was like, "Oh, this is like, a, a, this is like a rehash or not rehash, but like a recreation of like early MDE stuff." I love this because I I missed a lot of early million dollars. Yeah, that's a, that's stuff. a very apt connection. Yeah, yeah, so like, so yeah, I got hooked. And then when he posted the, uh, like the, the one where he has to take a shit, but there's no toilet, there's no toilet paper or, oh, or no, like, sorry, yeah, sorry. When, when I have to uh, take he, a poopy or something. Like yeah, we have to take a poopy and, and he has a big boner. Yeah. And then like, it, it just, it just gets spammed with like every single green screen subscriber thing. I saw, I saw that thumbnail. I saw that thumbnail and I was like, this is going to be the best of both worlds because people who are in on the joke are just going to be happy that it's posted. And people who are not in on the joke are just going to be so fucking confused (laughs) on why it just says he pooped with like their mouths open like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw so many people like retweeting that or quote retweeting that, like who I knew in like, completely separate from this we're like this has to be the worst youtube thumbnail ever (laughs) and alex alex would find each and every one and just like respond with a link to his channel with like a link to the videos and stuff it's either that or with like the eyes he made like the eyes like insane looking just like yeah like like, circles (laughs) like it's horrifying he he made remember grant he made one with us for that video that never released i don't know what ever happened with that yeah i don't know I posted the we, thing about looking like Hassan Piker. We, <laughs> shot, <laughs> we shot a very fucking crazy video with Alex last year, and he had the thumbnail and everything ready for it, and he basically did us just like that thumbnail, like all fucked yeah. up and like beady-eyed and everything, and I, I don't know, I'll have to ask him if we're ever going to finish it, because like, it I was get the re- idea that he probably starts a lot of things and then maybe just, you know shelves it yeah yeah starts yeah. working on yeah he's shit. he's like I, you jab he's constantly fucking like doing 10 things yeah. at once oh i believe it like 
because because his content is so like chaotic and high energy that yeah that's definitely yeah. someone that constantly needs to stay busy like that but um but when i post thumbnails like him like i also posted the gamer girlfriend one like when your girlfriend wants to have sex but it's double but it's double xp weekends oh like well, I, yeah yeah like I, I posted that one too and it's it's funny because it's either people that say it's the worst thumbnail or people that accuse it of being fake and they accuse us of making the thumbnail and it's like no it's it's a real thing like if you share the link to it, it's like you can just go and find it for yourself. Like it's it's the internet. You can just go to Google and just find it yourself. What the fuck are you do? Just search the words in the thing. Like what are you doing? Yeah, I think one thing that makes people think that is sometimes I wonder if the YouTube thumbnails account is the last gimmick account that stays at the core of what it's posting because a lot of other accounts like Can You Pet the Dog or Shirts That Go Hard, they I, I've noticed a lot of them start making their own original content and then they start making uh. merch of said content. So I don't know if that like granted some sort of cynicism that people think that we're doing the same thing and we're making fake YouTube thumbnails, but the the format has never changed since we opened it up in 2014. It's all just strictly stuff that we find in the wild west of YouTube that makes us laugh. That that that's it. We're 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 not changing the format anytime soon. I hate that shit of manufacturing uh content like that. Like it's just like I don't know, it just really bothers me when people do it. Um, yeah, Kevin cut out. Um, let's, I guess, give him a second. Uh, okay. All right, I guess uh, Kevin's back, and uh, I don't know how this is going to work with uh, the video and uh, the the episode in general. However, uh, I think I can't remember what we were talking about, but a good segue, um, Jab. We're talking about you have a you have your fingers in a number of different pies. You. Uh, <laughs> pulled out a th- a plum and with your thumb and you said uh something however jack horner whatever he does um <laughs> but one thing that i wanted to this is a great segue right uh just just crash seamless. and fall down the hill seamless um but you're talking about uh you're taking on so many different projects and uh you did recently um sort of put an end to funny rave which uh or funnier rave is it funny or funnier uh it's originally funny rave but we got suspended during the january 6th capital riots <laughs> um so funny for, story with you were that. there for too many memes yeah i was there and they they no no <laughs> um, you threw the first brick i heard so during those riots, Twitter got like really afraid and started like mass suspending like so many people that they thought were like any in any way involved with those people. And that was the time when Trump was like tweeting a bunch of like misinformation. So Twitter had to keep like putting like disclaimers saying, yo, this article might be butchered. This article might be fake. So yeah, past Donald Trump, they started doing it to anyone that were posting those articles. And my producer six who uh, had the Funny Rave account attached to his phone number, tweeted a picture of Mario, of like a Mario mascot, like a real-life Mario mascot, and wrote Mario is real, and then linked to one of the articles that gave you that (laughs) disclaimer. So the tweet says Mario is real. Disclaimer, this this, uh, information might be fake. So because he links that account... Because he because he links that article, Twitter suspended him because they 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 like suspected him of being involved with the Capitol riots, and because his phone number was attached to the first funny rape Twitter, that got suspended as well. So, Mia, oh my god! So when we when we brought back the new uh, funny rape Twitter account, we just called ourselves Funnier Rave because we were like, oh Twitter, you think you can bring you can bring us down? Well, guess what? We're even funnier now. 
This is that just is, a stupid name change. That like is that. funnier. And I, I couldn't be any more glad to see Elon Musk uh, proliferate and free us from our shackles of uh, this <laughs> despotic regime of at Jack. But um, jokes I, are legal I know now. I, I heard jokes about are that. legal now. Comedy. Comedy is back, baby. It's good. Yeah, again. I'm so happy. This is like, like I know Elon gave you a hard time, Kevin, but you know, this is the future that this is the future that we wanted. Yeah, you gave me a rough time, too. but you know, we're just we're we're just pals. He he was he was just trying to you know razz me a little bit. He was in front of the whole world. But uh, uh, but yeah, um, it's it's not like ending for good. It's just on a hiatus because. Right. One thing we really want to do is since the pandemic is like slowly fading away more and more, we, we want to try bringing it to like real life venues more often. And because oh, cool. uh, because it was called Funny Rave and a lot of our acts tend to be like less uh, traditional DJing and stuff that kind of made some venues like apprehensive on booking us. So we're just we're just putting Funny Rave to the side for a bit, just so me and my producer can figure out how to make this more accessible to the the in real life crowds because i we we learned the hard way how to online our show can be so like we we need to spend more time making it more accessible and more understandable to real life venues but at the same time the show in general was just overwhelming us a lot so we're doubling it as let's just take a little break and also when we come back try to make it more more of a business i guess as as lame as that sounds but we just like we just want to make we just want to bring it above the internet now that we're not trapped in our homes as much anymore so that's, i do want to say um that's understandable taking in, taking inspiration from my favorite television show uh saturday night live uh they have an <laughs> actress on saturday night live uh y'all might have heard of her her name is uh sarah squirman I think that's her name. And she used to do a show in Chicago called Hell Trap Nightmare. And then she took that Chicago and took it to L.A. And then uh, I don't know what happened after that. And then she's in New York. But uh, yada, yada, yada. She got a job on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Yada, 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 yada. yada. You can't yada, yada, yada. That's an old job. (laughs) Hell Trap Nightmare was interesting because it would be she would host it. And it was sort of just like a weird variety show. And I always liked that as like an idea of like everyone involved in different ways. And you have like a lot of like eclectic types of acts, but that it's all sort of strung through with this weird through line that makes it all like a tangible like thing that you can put forward to people and say like oh we are producing like this and i think that there's a lot to be maybe uh stolen from that especially if that's not happening anymore um right right but that's just that's just an idea um, I'm not telling you how to live your life. Um, <laughs> no, that that's that's honestly like some inspiration. Yeah, because seeing someone like her, like being a part of the underground comedy scene and making like she made like these adult swim shorts. I was a big fan of like Flay Away, I think was one of them. And mm-hmm. then the, the Sarah yeah. vaccine and stuff like that. And to see stuff as like underground and niche as that and then see her transition to like the most mainstream platform of uh, for comedy of all time like that, like she she did something right and that's definitely like the type of like path that well obviously not snl levels but like somewhere like along that path oh for sure right Um, i I do think that there's like a time and place for like a lot of weird stuff and just like how how much uh, i don't it's it's really hard to say because we are in the era of um reboots and 
they are very financially successful, but at the same time, we're all sick of them, but we can't stop with it. Like, so it's, it's a hard, like, line to toe, but I also know that with the success of things like her or with the success of, like, Smiling Friends and, like, all these different things mm-hmm. that are sort of popping up that it's like, I do think that there is a lot of... uh you know, the, the opportunity for a lot of people that do a lot of like weird shit to like come up through the mainstream, but there, there still does seem to be a lot of just like barrier to entry for like everyone at all times. And it, it does seem to be just, you know, who do you know, who's, you know, who, who's in your corner sort of thing. And it's a mixture of a lot of different things, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No and you, and you think it. the time more than ever, like, like you said, when content is so saturated that people rely on reboots and stuff, you would think that they would give more avant-garde formulas a shot. But yeah, like every single time we try to contact venues or other collaborators with us, they just go, so wait, so you guys don't DJ, you make YouTube poops, you make, like, what, what is that? <laughs> like, like people are still like, but like, I thought you guys make music. It's like, yeah, look at this. Like, Look at all these people that are enjoying this like format of music, but they, but because they still just don't, they can't wrap their heads around the visuals being pre-made stuff and like that people like video edit ahead of time and how people are playing remixes of tracks instead of just playing them like in, in like a streamlined playlist. Like that's still like, it's something that a lot of people in real life can't wrap their heads around. And even just the name Funny Rave alone even throws them off being like, how how can you be music comedy? And I'm just like, you've never heard of music comedy before. I was going to say that's better like for fucking ever. Weird Al yeah. has a fucking movie out, right? Like, what the fuck? There no music comedy? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I guess since we're not doing it in a Weird Al fashion or like a Bo Burnham fashion, suddenly we're like hands off, like don't don't fuck with these people. So yeah, me and my producer have had meetings being like. Is us being called Funny Rave just hurting us? Is that just like hurting us from going anywhere well, past Twitch? Where are you guys pitching it to like music venues? We we originally did, and we did get one small venue in New York, but um, but then I tried like talking to other people who were there, and they were like, "Yeah, we just don't know if this format can work for just like random passerbys," because we did have like random people come in, and then they would just like leave fifteen minutes afterwards because they didn't like the format that we had. So we're taking a break from like traditional venues and like starting a bit smaller. We're going to like try to contact more conventions because I think conventions would be oh, more open that would be to perfect. that format. Yeah, 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 conventions would be good. Uh, I, I feel was like that's either that like or a like, prime slot. Have you, have you guys tried like pitching at comedy venues? Like I know. Uh, what, have you all come have to, have the to the Lincoln Lodge in, in Chicago? Uh, no, I haven't been to the satellite. What, what, what was your suggestion, Grant? Uh, I said, do you want to come to the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago? That'd be cool. You know, I think another person on our team actually went there and suggested that. So, really? so that would they, that that is like a good. I yeah, we've done like two shows there. I feel like that is like another sort of again more of like a comedy, like a you go there and you sit down sort of thing than it is a music venue. But I also feel like uh, Chicago is like a bunch of weird. If you're just like, hey, we're gonna bring a bunch of people here. A lot of places in Chicago, I feel, are like, yeah, okay, oh, hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that that is a good point. Comedy venues should probably be something that we should focus on more. And then Chicago, like the few times that I've been there, I can tell like really it like welcomes more niche forms of entertainment with open arms. Like everyone says that with LA and New York, but I've been like having the worst luck with those two cities. So like huh. Chicago might Chicago might be the answer for that. It yeah, I mean, I know like... I mentioned satellite just because I, I know um 
was like Neil Hamburger and a bunch of those guys would do like monthly shows of the satellite. And it was a lot of okay. experimentals like uh, Jay Weingarten, people like that, where it was people doing stuff that is weird and off the wall. And I think that there are places for that, but maybe not like a club or something. I don't know. I may be talking. You know, about I, I, will, I will check that out. The satellite. Yeah, there, there, there was also one called the Elysian Theater that a friend. Oh, suggested. yeah, yeah. I, I know some people who've done shows too. there. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say though, I I think that there's um you compare like the the coasts with uh what we over here call the third coast, uh, Chicago. Um, <laughs> Chicago seems to have a lack of pretension. There is pretension. Um, we are the say. Uh, inventors and innovators of something you might have heard of called uh, long form improv. Uh, we do it the Ooh. best. We created it. It's like deep dish. It's like nobody actually eats it, but uh, we made it. So <laughs> you know about it. Um, but I feel like with Los Angeles and with New York that there, it, there's so much competition and so many people are trying to legitimately make it and it just raises the stakes that much more. And I feel like in Chicago, it's like, uh, hey, you guys want to rent a theater and like do this show? They said that they would let us and like there's a lot less pretension around doing that. And it's a lot less like cutthroat and you can you have a little more room to be experimental because so many of these bars just want people to come in and like have performances so that they can make mo like any sort of money. And there's like not as much competition. And I feel like it's like almost like a healthier environment to be. In. Well, it's because like people, oh, yeah. people come, people come here to do that. Then they get successful enough and they're like, well, I guess I don't have to be in Chicago anymore. Yeah. Then they go to they New go York to or LA. LA. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Very the strange. LA comedy scene is so, is so unwelcoming. Like I, I went a few times with my other comedian friends and like everyone in the audience wants you to fail. Like every single person that goes up there, like everyone in the audience, yeah. like, tries to be judgmental or tries to like give them a silent response so they can make them think that they bombed so they're it's it's gone to the point where whenever a comedian friend invites me to one of those i'll just do a non-bit like i went to flappers with my friends and they signed me up and i was like okay and instead of doing a real set i just started counting how many empty chairs there were out in the audience because <laughs> i just didn't care to impress these people I, I just wanted i just like hated like the the vibes they were giving so i just went up there and i was like all right one two sir can you move i can't see the chair behind you three four five That's and funny, that was my whole I, I, that, that actually it goes back around to being actually funny yeah but everyone there was so upset and then like i, I like burn bridges that night so i was like okay that's <laughs> the la comedy scene i guess <laughs> yeah that's cool that's i that's very much my sense of humor but i feel like chicago is very welcoming so it's actually kind of hard to pull off you know because it's it's yeah. like you want to oh be oh my god i just thought of that fucking open mic we went to once grant where someone where, threatened like, to pull you out into the street and beat the shit out of you or was no, that a different? Not that one <laughs> kevin a lot of you have a lot of enemies <laughs> i don't know man I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people just look at you and just hate your face. <laughs> I I think that must be it. Honestly, that must be it. Were but you no, the face it was I like, saw Elon Musk tweeting the like the other day? Seriously, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've heard like I I've, I was like looking over my shoulder that day. No, but uh, I, it was a one open mic. It, it was where like there was this girl on stage. It was at No Shame Theater, and this girl was on stage doing sort of an avant garde kind of like. Uh, I don't want to say bad on purpose, but kind of awkward on purpose, like stumbling through. Mm. Oh, what was it? And this like this lady in the audience the whole time was like, 
Don't worry, sweetie. You can do it. Come on. And oh. it was just like, you are, you are ruining her whole thing she's trying to do. I hate you know? that. I think, just, that. I think that's worse than bombing. Yeah, it's like having like yeah. condescending was, encouragement like that. Yeah. And you could tell that she did not know what to do with it. It was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I remember uh, I was at the improv club with another friend who like signed me up as well. Like like both times I went were like my other friends signing me up. And this was still like before like the pandemic really started clearing up. So they had us like disinfect the microphones after each one. And people were just dis- uh, disinfecting like the part of the microphone you hold. I started disinfecting the whole mic stands. And I started like disinfecting like the base and that was like a minute over my time. So everyone started booing me and there's like a video of me cleaning the whole thing. And I'm just screaming at them saying, See, you guys good. weren't cleaning the rest of the microphone. I'm trying to keep you all safe. And they all just you, kept uh, booing me. <laughs> God. Yeah. See, like that's like uh, that's uh, what, what the kids are calling alt comedy, alternative comedy. It's yeah. comedy yeah, without the jokes. There's a point to that, too, where I I look at a lot of alternative comedians that just do that type of stuff and that's all that they do and i go there's there's a part of that that seems almost too easy just to be like so in your face like that and i always felt like anytime i would try and do stand-up i would try and find the line in between like how much of that can i get away with without being like overly like how you know because you see so many people do genuinely bad stand-up and you also see a lot of people that go in and try and do their own interpretation of like i'm trying to do bad stand-up but i'm doing it to to be like sort of ironic about it a little bit as opposed to and i always tried to do something that was more like Somewhere along the lines of the first one where I'm trying to force the awkwardness, but I'm not trying to do it ironically. I just I love like bad stand up like really much. And so much of it makes me laugh harder than someone who put in a lot of time and work and effort. (laughs) And it's like that's the type of stuff that I loved so much is like. And it's like, how do you find that line of like, uh, you're not doing it ironically, but you're doing it within the spirit of that. Yeah. And like a lot of the hedges and the hemming and hawing and stuff like that is just like, I was more fascinated with that than I was like, uh, let me, I was in an Uber the other day. You guys ever take Uber? I was on a a Tinder date. You guys use Tinder? You you swipe right and like, okay, yeah. (laughs) I guess that's kind of what an evening with Tim Heidecker was like, where yes, he yes. told he, he yeah, started telling yeah. genuine jokes in the first half, and then the other half was him like like messing up the same joke about Pepsi on purpose, and that that ended up lasting like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that that was oh one of my, my favorite stand up specials. That's the one on YouTube, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that one. That was like perfect. That's like if I could do that. The the thing is, it's like, you know, that this is the guy that's created Tim and Eric. So, you know, that it's going to be funny. But it's like, mm-hmm. what if it's just a guy that you don't know? Is that going to be funny still? So that's what I would try and do. It can be. I, I, I almost feel like maybe it's harder. It's harder to be good at being bad than it is to be good at being good. <laughs> in some ways. I yeah. agree with you in some way. I don't I don't fully know why. And it's it's also got to be hard too because like it's got to be hard to be someone like Tim Heidecker and to try and do something bad and people are going to laugh at it no matter what. I I imagine if 
I wonder if he goes through any sort of frustration with like, no, I want this to not be funny. And people are like, ha ha. And he's he did, like, no, he did that this one, is, oh, yeah. I'm sure. He, yeah. he was telling a story about how he got stabbed one time and like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, I remember he that. He opened yeah. it up with like, this isn't going to be a funny story, but I'm a funny person. So you guys are probably going to laugh despite how serious this is. So like, I, I could tell that that was like a little bit of a cry for help being like, oh, this guy's been in many situations where he can't tell serious things in his life without people laughing at him because they think he's joking or they think he's trying to make people laugh. That was a crazy story, too. Tim's not so different from me. You know, people are trying to kill me. People are trying to kill him. (laughs) It's true, (laughs) yeah. And here we are laughing about it later on. Well, yeah, by the way, that was traumatic earlier, the guy with the dog. (laughs) (laughs) We're all laughing. Oh, shit. I'm 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 laughing on the outside. Crying on the inside. No, I'll get over it somehow. My, my B dog. Um, but yeah, Jason, yeah, I wanted to dog. talk more about uh, funny oh, yeah, rating. That's a, like, no, don't say the D the D word, please. Yeah, we need what? Kevin to oh, yield dog. before we can. Oh, sorry, we can say the yeah. My my bad. Um, but I I wanted to uh dip a little more into uh because you put out this uh this press release I guess you could say about the future of uh Funny Rave and saying that like a lot of you you mentioned like oh we're we're trying to figure out what more to do with it and can we like how do we how do we grow it a little bit more how do we package it and stuff like that but you also mentioned like your own aspirations as like a, a content creator and stuff like that and how you feel like sometimes some of these projects like get in the way of that and I thought that that was very interesting and i think that a lot of people can sort of relate to that uh a lot um i mean i i certainly can um are there like Mm -hmm. aspects like uh, to what extent do you feel like right now you're trying to like is that along the lines of like the youtube channel that you're sort of working on more um yeah like of like what you're trying to do beyond uh some of these other projects yeah, truth be told, I'm not even fully sure right now if YouTube even is the avenue I want to go. But I certainly, what I do know for a fact is I want people to like see Jab50N, that name, and think of me more. Because like I've noticed that, like especially when Funny Race started, whenever people saw me, they, they didn't see Jab50N as, as just me. They just saw it as, oh, you're the Funny Rave guy. Or, oh, you're, you're, you're the guy on this project and this project. And I guess I was like, I don't know how I feel about my name only being attached to things where the whole thing isn't my name because funny rave. Yes. People will think my name, but they still think of the acts of other people that are not me. And I think sure. that was, I think that was getting to me a bit because like, cause funny rave is more of a service to like the music community back when we couldn't do shows in real life. And right. that like became, so I, I guess I was just getting a little bit insecure with being more of a shadow behind other projects that I made instead of like people thinking of me as a person. So yeah, like, like doing YouTube is like one of my attempts at seeing like, let's, let's see if I can make me as a person more known when when people think of me. So like YouTube content is a, one of the avenues I'm doing a podcast called dual layer with the stop posting about among us guys. So that's another case of, okay, maybe I want to be known as a podcaster. Maybe, maybe I want to be known for my opinions more and whatnot. Be careful. (laughs) Yeah, any advice from uh, from from y'all on that? No, I don't. I don't know. Like, well, to be honest, I I really feel we were coming at hardcore because like sometimes like Grant or I will be on a show, and you know I I, I may be credited as like Officer Kevin or like 
thought uh, cop Kevin. And it's like, I, I, I do other stuff and I want to be doing even more than that. But, right. it, you know, I don't, I'm not just, you know, one of the hosts from thought cops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not I think offended when was... somebody does that, but it's like, I mean, obviously, like, I put the most time and effort into Thought Cops because I've been doing it for so long. But, yeah. you know, I, I I have layers, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like an ogre. Um, yeah, I and I think that we sort of ran into uh, a point in time also where we were trying to grow the show more. And it was like, how, why are we trying to just grow the show when the two people that are doing the show don't even have like as wide of a presence sort of thing. Like instead of tuning into, Oh, this show called thought cops, it's like, Oh, people will seek us out more if we are Kevin and Grant from thought cops. And so that's where like Kevin started doing a lot of like the writing for hard drive, and I started like leaning more into like making TikTok videos and shit like that and like gaining some yeah. sort of a following on there so that I could pull people in and be like, hey, I also do a podcast. And it's one of those things, too, where it's like I kind of don't give a shit about TikTok insofar as it being an end all be all like platform to like be creative on. But I also do use it to leverage any amount of views that I can get and like drag it back here because this is the project that I care the most about. And I know, you know at least one of you listening or watching definitely followed me here to stalk me from the Elon Musk thing. So Oh there's yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> but yeah, which did happen sounds, for sure happened. Oh <laughs> absolutely. It, yeah that that was like the biggest account on Twitter, so one person for sure. But um but yeah, it sounds like we're all dealing with the same struggles. Like it's it's better it's better to be known as like, oh, um, this 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 is Grant and Kevin's podcast, the Thought Cops, and not oh, this is Thought Cops with host Kevin and Grant. Like you want to right, right. be known for yourselves more, and then people find out eventually. Oh, these comedians I really like have a podcast. Let, let's listen to that because I'm a fan of that comedian. Yeah, and, yeah, and like I, yeah. I was actively doing more stand up too. I think especially pre COVID, I was pretty active. And that was cool because like a lot of I I met a lot of people who became like regular guests of the show and friends of mine. And um, it was also like, oh, yeah, you know, check out the show I do. I do a podcast where it's like, oh, we have a stand up comedian who hosts a podcast, you know, vice versa. So it all kind of feeds into each other. And that's something I really like about to use the uh, pie analogy. again. we have our fingers in many different pies at once, which is a, a fantasy of mine in general. But, you know, it's just like. <laughs> It's like, I, again, I, there, I always want to be doing more and like something I personally am struggling with recently is like I uh, I started a new full-time job and mm -hmm. it's uh, content related. Like a co I'm a content producer for a company yeah. and it's like I, I'm kind of like really trying to move my, I don't know, I'm having a hard time kind of like... Uh, moving my energy around properly and just kind of adjusting to a new situation too. And then being like, but I want to do more like creative stuff too, but I also need a job because this doesn't yeah. behave right now. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, that's the struggle. And it's like, I've had full-time jobs, you know, for a long time, but you know, this, I'm like, I'm back in an office. I, I work a little more than I used to. And, uh, 
at least for now. But anyway, that's well. That's my personal about, shit going on right now. The good thing about doing yeah. a podcast is uh, you don't have to be talented or smart or funny or any. You just show up. Yeah, and we you prove just that. Talk just blah 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 blah. Vaccines don't exist. They don't. They're not real. Uh, Jamie, pull that up. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. You just be a complete fucking. Mo- Here, this is my impression of a podcaster. You guys ready? Oh, okay. Let's Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> see if you if you're listening at home if you're not watching the YouTube video I put my thumb in front of a camera in front of the camera so that I looked like Joe Rogan. I thought wait I thought that was an image. Oh, I see. Jamie, pull that up. I thought you were sharing your screen. Yeah, you got you got us for a second until you until you pulled your thumb out. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it, it's it that's what got to me the most was yeah like when when people start talking about these projects more than myself as a person then you got you get into that insecure state of like i mean uh, thank you for liking my twitch show but you know i also i also do like video art i also do comedy like you know can we talk about that maybe and then yeah then it just goes yeah but funny rave da 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 and it's like uh all right i i need to i need i I need to make myself more known instead of just someone like having their fingers and like lots of pies and then just being okay with being a background character and the struggle, too, is then it's like you want to be doing more, but then it's also like if you're doing too much, you're half-assing a lot of things. It's like uh, it's like the yeah. great Ron Swanson from uh, Parks and Recreation said. He said, uh, <laughs> oh, I love bacon one thing. and eggs and breakfast. No, he yeah. said, you, well, I don't know. Something, you got to don't but half-ass a bunch of things, yeah. whole-ass one thing, which again... Which- um, yes yeah. and no, you know, because sometimes people are just good. You know, it's like... um. On the one of the newer episodes of Fire Bros that should be out relatively soon, if it's not out by oh, the yeah. time that this podcast is out, uh, we talked about uh, the Mars Volta, one. and uh, one of one of my favorite musicians is uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, who has released like a hundred solo albums and also has directed two or three movies, and it's just like sometimes people just can do a lot of things you know like yeah. yeah that's that's also completely possible and like to take that away from some people would be like well would he be creating the music that he's making without sometimes making a movie in between that you know um yeah but i, well, I think it's a like lot Musashi of times miyamoto once said grant you have to, to be exactly, a good podcaster yeah. you have to also uh, study the stand up comedy. Study you also blade. have to do yeah. TikTok videos. You also have to have a YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's basically like why I put fun. Well, one of the reasons why I put funny rave on hiatus to see if I need to push myself out there or if I end up not liking it. And I'm just completely okay with being a background character. Cause I thought I was for a while. I thought I was okay with just being, Oh, the editor for other YouTubers. Uh, and then, Oh, the person that runs this, and but yeah, like just being known for that and not more of myself got to me a bit. So that's the that's oh, the journey. Sure, yeah, that's the journey that I'm going through, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are also going through because the internet is so saturated right now. When it, with with personalities, that too many personalities. Right that's what I say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah and I mean, down. I think. I think that someone that like maybe handles that struggle, um, in my opinion, pretty well is um, Grant Dufferin from the Three GI, who has um, yeah, been responsible yeah, for you know the the insanely popular Shrek Retold series and 
the creator of the world's largest Trek festival. And he seems yeah. to have a Possibly very the only one. Oh, no, there, there was another the only one. Wasn't there There's that, that like Shrek one? rave? There's bullshit. Shrek rave. Yeah, that's, I'm not a yeah. fan. That's bullshit. That's yeah, I some heard there, irony poison bullshit. Shrek Fest is a family blood. friendly festival. There should be. <laughs> I'm team Shrek Fest. Um, but he seems to take a lot of that in stride. And he's, I, you know, from every time we talk to him, he seems to be very much of the opinion of like, hey, if this is what people get out of it, I'm just happy people are enjoying Shrek. And it's like, man, I wish I could do, I wish I could set my <laughs> ego aside like you can and like be able to do that because I want people to see my face and be like, yeah, that guy. Yeah, no. So I can slowly, go, like, don't actually look at me. I'm not comfortable with this. Well, you are. You, know, you are the dude from mouse. Chicago. You know, <laughs> I'm. I'm trying to get away from that. Actually, oh crap. Uh, but Ooh, one uh, one thing that I find <laughs> you got to grant you got to move. One yeah, thing now, that now, I now found, you're an LA comedian. Yeah, maybe no, to I'll a safer city. Yeah, I'll, I'm one where people will constantly try to kill me. <laughs> Uh, Chicago's actually relatively safe compared to a lot of the maybe, rest maybe of the for country. You. If you look in those, <laughs> pro- yeah, probably. Well, when, when uh, you're someone like Grant who ignores the who ignores the strangers that that provoke them, and not Kevin who responds. Kevin, yeah. have you tried being six four and two hundred forty pounds? Have you tried I that? I am trying my goddamn best because most people inches. don't fucking look at me. Okay, <laughs> they just go no, and well, I no, just you see, go. Actually, well, I don't, you know what one of my strategies has been for a while is nobody fucking bothers you on the train if you also look homeless. Oh, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. I do feel like sometimes like a homeless guy looks at me and he's like, I've, I'm going to keep walking. It's the smell, Kevin. It's the smell. It's the look. It's everything. You got to live the uh, the homeless life, except for the having a home part, I guess. Well, one thing, <laughs> um, one thing that. I have found in my own endeavors, and I've been working towards this a little bit more, uh, because sometimes you just get the muse of like, what what really sort of like makes me want to keep doing some of this stuff? And for me, that's been going back and like listening to a lot of music that I used to listen to. And I don't really play music anymore. But even before I did a lot of music content, I always wanted to like write and be a writer. And so like lately I've been like writing a novel and I've been writing like a series of essays too that I want. I like created like a sub stack and I'm like, I just like, even if it's not because I think that there's this trend of like the immediacy of you create YouTube videos, you create like Twitch or, you know, Twitter or, uh, uh, the other TikTok or Tumblr content and you put it out mm-hmm. there because these are the platforms and stuff like that. There's also part of me that's like, I feel like I've always been good at like writing words down to a page. And maybe there's an aspect to that where if I start leaning into that a little bit more and putting stuff out that if people like know me for that, and then if again, I can turn those into podcast listeners and stuff like that, or, you know, how, however, <laughs> some of that interplay works. But I think sometimes Don't just feel like too going tied back to this and podcast, like, Grant. you can write a book about having to be a, my, my face is on there, you know, half of it at least. But, you know, I think that that's probably true for a lot of people is like, what what makes you tick? Like, what what interests you and makes you want to keep going and keep creating and stuff like that? And like, is there an intersection of some of these platforms and like what you want to do with it that really sort of like speaks to you that you can then put out that people relate to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, this is just like my my opinions. You don't have to listen to anything that I say. These are just my musings. Well, as we said in the Ari Grab episode, it all comes down to just wanting to be validated. Is that so much to ask for? Just to be loved. We're all we're all doing this because we're trying to get the love our parents didn't give us, right? That's why we're all doing this stuff. Exactly. The internet became I mean, our babysitters. I think strangers on Twitter will be my babysitter. But I also think <laughs> that, like, you know, there's there's an aspect to creating things too, where it's like I want people to get something out of what I do in some some sort of way. If that's just, you know, because it's like. Um, we we reviewed this for um for Fire Bros. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like the me watching that movie. There was such like a, a an emotionally charged connection to that movie where it really was like I I feel such like a a level of positivity from this and from engaging with this, and it's very comforting to know that someone like created something so impactful. And that, like, that there's this sense that, like, oh, there's other things that you can do as a creator that someone might get something out of that also. It's not just, like, I need the validation, but it's, like, I also do this so that people get something out of what I do. And, like, insofar as that's from this podcast or from uh, I write a book or something like that, like, great. But, you know, there's many different ways to... uh you know, skin a cat, so to speak. Yeah, it's 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 all until you finally find a groove and a set of hats to wear that you're comfortable with. And yeah, some people just get it more than others. And uh oh, are we gonna skin a cat live on Thug? We're gonna skin a cat live on. Oh Thug my Cups. god! Oh no, your cat seems weirdly okay with it. <laughs> nah, she he she hates being held. <laughs> Kevin, who are you texting? I'm actually trying to find the, uh, <laughs> I forgot to look up our Patreon thing. Cause I want to, I'm going to do it on my computer. Cause I, I couldn't figure it out on my phone. Um, I want to give a shout out to one of our oldest Patreon oh, subscribers yeah, yeah, yeah. here in a second, which is patreon.com slash thought cops. I was hoping that this won't crash my computer again. Let's find out. Um, you know what? Actually, while I do pull that up, Grant, why don't we listen to a couple of voicemails? Yeah. Um, if you would Thanks. like to leave a voicemail, you can call the Thought Cops hotline at 312-788-7361. Or if you want to record an audio file and then send it to us in MP3 format, hopefully, please, thank you. Um, you can email that MP3 to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, we have two voicemails that we can play right now. Why don't we what? take a listen? The first one is from Brandon Kirkman. Hey, Thought Pops, it's your boy, Brandon uh, Kirkman. Sorry I haven't been calling as much. I have a baby now. Um, I don't no excuse. About this, but this is a lot of time. You gotta like, make sure they don't die, and that's kind of hard to do. Anyways, um, I noticed you happened on Jab today. I like him a lot. Great follow on Twitter, if that's nice. still around, and actually that's oh, my voicemail. As you know, it's all quickly crumbling. I'm sure you already talked about the musky boy on today's episode, but I do need to a ask, little bit. what do you all think would be the funniest way for Elon Musk to make uh, Twitter go under at this point? If it involves him possibly dying or passing away because of it, too, that's perfectly fine. 
you can use in Minecraft rules, but I kind of want it to happen for real. Uh, anyways, bye. <laughs> there we go. Nice. I think it's just going to become, like, untenable. I think that... Have any of you noticed Twitter, like... It hasn't been having outages, but it's been having, like, bugs. Like, certain tweets just won't load for me lately, and I don't know if that's because he fired most of the staff that certain parts aren't, like, working as well as they were. It's been really sluggish, and whenever I try to change my profile picture, my entire timeline will not load. I have to force stop it and, and, like, clear the cache and everything to bring it back to normal. And that hasn't been the thing that I've had a problem with until Elon bought it. Well, he, like, fired everyone that, like, keeps it up and running, and so it's like, at some point, if this just becomes an unusable app, like, people aren't going to keep using it if it just is buggy and shitty. (laughs) Um, Um, I was talking about it the other day, but I I have a feeling the site will be sold back to someone else soon, because I I feel like Elon buying Twitter is kind of like a recreation of the social network, where, like... Elon is doing this thing with like one of the biggest platforms just to win the love of a girl back. Like, I really think he's still in love with Grimes and he's trying to do all this shit oh, yeah. to like try to impress her and bring her back. And then when he realizes that that's not going to happen, I feel like he's just going to sell it back. I really feel like all this that, Elon stuff is going to last for maybe one or two more weeks at most. That would be great. That's uh, yeah. the social network is David Fincher, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be great if David Fincher was like, guess what, guys? Social network. <laughs> the part social two. I would yeah, fucking I, say that I would be so excited. But that yeah, like that whole movie. Trent Reznor does the soundtrack again. Yes. Oh my god. But yeah, like that whole movie just implied that Zuckerberg's whole motivation to do all that shit was to win a girl back, and I see like a mirrored effect of Elon doing that. Justin hopes to get Grimes back because everyone was making those jokes of, oh, Elon just wants to buy Twitter to view Grimes DMs to see if she still loves him or not. Like, right. Uh, they should get they should get Michael Sarah to, to be Elon Musk because <laughs> Jesse be Eisenberg was uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And because those two are always switched for some reason, I never understood that. I always knew that they were two different people, but that they would look be a little similar, but not like. I, they, they're just like the nerd character or whatever, but that would be great yeah. if Michael Sarah was uh, Elon Musk. I think that that would be. I think that's I would fair. watch the shit out of that. <laughs> and he just plays it completely straight, like not not for any laughs. He's just himself, and he just plays Elon Musk. It would be fantastic. Absolutely. I guess that's uh, yeah, all for that. Um, let's move on to a second voicemail here. Hey, uh, did any of you guys watch the uh, Treehouse of Horror Death Note thing? No. Because, like, I find myself thinking that it's really cool, but I just don't care enough about The Simpsons to actually go out and watch the episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Should I check it out? Uh, Kevin, I'm sure you have an answer. I do. Have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I, I did watch it, actually, yes. Um, I, I, I love the Simpsons. It's my favorite show. And that's with a big, big asterisk next to that. That says like (laughs) maybe seasons one through 10, maybe up to 12. If I'm being generous after that, eh, no, thanks. Uh, that being said, yeah, I've tuned in over the years, like out of morbid curiosity, curiosity to see like what some of the new ones were. 
And yeah, I watched the Halloween special a couple of years ago and it was like unwatchably bad. And then I watched the new one this year because I saw they were doing Death Note and I'm like, all right, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. You know, like I, I, I love Death Note. I love The Simpsons. I had I thought that there was the some like YouTube time. animator that just like made that as like a joke. Like, hey guys, everybody look, <laughs> uh, The Simpsons made uh, Death Note. Kind of like Bart and- Kira. I don't know what that is. Am that I was like a, familiar with that? There was this like uh, internet. I don't know. Do you remember this jab? It was on Tumblr way back in the day. There was like a collective of artists who they they redid every single page from the Akira manga, but it was a Simpsons parody. It was like a parody of parodies, so. you know, like the Simpsons yeah. is a parodies, all these movies and TV shows. And like this like fan project was like, well, let's like lean into this like 120% and like do every single chapter of the Akira manga and all the characters just like somebody different from the Simpsons and like Bart was Kaneda I think Milhouse is probably Tetsuo and so on and so forth I think and, I saw uh, a little bit of it yeah I, I I missed out on a lot of Tumblr culture but I think I saw like a lo- at least a little bit of that like being reposted yeah, on Twitter and whatnot yeah it was like dozens of artists that would like that made this whole thing together and they sell like a physical version of it too at some uh, at least I did at some point but that being said, <clears throat> it's interesting because like Simpsons is now being written probably by a lot of people who are close to our age, you know, who may have mm-hmm. grown up with Death Note, you know, watched it as a teenager or, or even a child, maybe. So we're seeing kind of a shift in that. And I'm also like thinking it's interesting because we're seeing a, a shift and it's not like, you know, you had the, the, the dream team of writers back in the day. And then, you know, that shifted over time to a bunch of people who maybe weren't as good. And then now you're getting a crop of of writers who write for the show who grew up on The Simpsons, who were raised by The Simpsons, who probably know the show better than like the people who did maybe in seasons 13 through 30 or whatever the fuck. So yeah. now we're 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 getting like a we're getting into interesting influx of things uh like that. I, I'm somewhat curious to check out more, but yeah, I did to answer your question, I watched Death Tome, you know, parody <laughs> of Death Note. And uh yeah, it, I mean it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it was actually pretty decently clever and funny uh i even i watched the whole um i watched the whole halloween episode actually they did a parody of babadook called the puka duke which that was that wasn't so good uh but they did they did did another one they had another one though it was a parody of westworld called simpsons world and that one was actually pretty clever so it was like this you know like the the premise of westworld where these people in the future go to this western world they can interact with everything but it was like the real world where people would go through this machine and they they were like you know they, it looked like something out of futurama because they had like you know normal colored skin and they go through this machine that turns them into yellow people and they would get to go through classic episode or classic moments from classic simpsons episodes so for, it's all for these all these obsessive fans and then it starts to malfunction fun. and go crazy and they gotta start killing you know the robots become sentient so that would that was pretty good i think you know, overall, and the Death Tone one was cool because it was animated by, I I don't think it was done by uh, Studio Madhouse, the people who did Death Note, the anime, but I think it was done by some similar animators. Uh, Lisa was a stand-in for Light Yagami. Uh, Barto was L. Barto, L. <laughs> Barto. And, oh, um, okay. There was actually, like, they had uh, Lisa was... They did the whole killing montage, but she was like trying to like be creative with each one and she was kind of running out of ideas and the Shinigami would like, you know, kind of like 
make fun of her for like not being creative enough. And then she's like, uh, how about death from alligator on a toilet? And then she does that. Then she like comes up and she's like, what if, what if, what if a tiger popped out of a toilet? And they're going through this whole like montage of that sweeping orchestral death note kind of music, you know? And yeah, mm-hmm. overall, I would say it's, it's worth a watch if you just want to watch the one segment. I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube somewhere. If not, did they for do the, the, the chip part? Did they reference the chip? No. I mean, they had to like condense the entire series into like an eight minute segment. That so. just feels like uh, an, uh, the part that they should have included. They d- yeah, yeah, yeah I could see that. Chip and eat it. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't do. They they did that part, but he but she didn't need a potato chip. Basically, it was that scene. And then what's the point? Uh, good question. Yeah, that is a good seven. reason. That is a good reason to be optimistic, though, because like The Simpsons is here to stay. It's never going away. So like to at least know that that at least means in the future the writers will be like people that grew up with the show and care about it more than like people earlier that just wanted to get episodes out. That should hopefully yeah, mean I mean, that episodes will start getting better in the future. I mean, there's people like who write for the show now who are like either guests or hosts on podcasts that I find very funny. So I'm like, well, that I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be good. You know, it just I think overall it doesn't even come down to the writing quality i think just the show's format it's like how many new jobs can homer have how many times are homer and marge going to have an argument maybe get a divorce how is Mm. bart going to get into like there's a bar episode where bart gets into esports yeah i was about to say i remember that one like being at least mildly appreciated by the internet but that was the last time i saw the internet ever like until the death note episode like give credit to like an episode that stood out but other than that yeah i don't hear much about the simpsons it's so difficult, too, because it's like, in my head, The Simpsons is still quintessentially a show that took place in the 90s. Yes. And to imagine a child from the 90s, a.k.a. Bart, doing eSports or Lisa starts a podcast is just like very like, it's just like you guys didn't have podcasts in the 90s, but. This also isn't in the '90s anymore, but you're still ten, and I like I get how like Homer's like on his cartoon, back on the couch like, with an iPad. Yeah, yeah. There's it, it feels part unnatural. of me that just like yeah, I I don't know what it is, and I I don't know if there's a fix for it because they're not going to make the characters older, you know. And you would think they're the show not going to be smart enough to have grown some. Up. You would think they would have like a joke as to why they don't age. You would think the show at this point would make a joke about that, but they probably have at some point in the yeah, one thousand sure episodes. A couple, yeah, I haven't like, seen everyone, so maybe they did. But not not to completely go off on the Simpsons tangent. Last thing I want to say though is like, <laughs> so you know when they would do like the like in the early seasons they would do a flashback episode. Oh, this was when Bart was born, and it was like if yeah. it was an episode from nineteen ninety, Bart's ten. So they flash back to 1980 and I've been rewatching, like I said, some of the older episodes of my girlfriend recently because she hadn't seen them and I made her watch them. And basically like there are the episodes the where it's like forced her to yeah, watch yeah, yeah, more or less, the, yeah. the clockwork orange things so she couldn't look away. Well, I give her eye drops, <laughs> you know, well, well that's that nice mean. at least. Yeah. Keep no. Them. But they have like, but then there's an episode from uh, like, you know, for example, 1993 and it's a flashback and now Bart is born in 1983. So the timeline is continuously shifting. Back then, we don't think of it because who cares, right? It's before the show yeah. started. But then there right. was a couple of years ago, they had an episode where Homer was a teenager in a flashback episode in the 90s. 
I knew him then. He was 36. <laughs> like, that's when it starts to get tricky. You know, when, when it's like, right. when the Sim- not only was The Simpsons around, but it was a massive cultural touchstone. And you're going to pretend that Homer was a teenager then? <laughs> and he was in a breakdancing? And it's just weird because it is still, like, grounded as it's supposed to be somewhat of a parody of like you know the like sort of shows like all in the family and archie bunker like homer's yeah. supposed to be like cartoon archie bunker and so it's it's grounded in the sense that it's not a completely surrealistic show where they're just like fuck it do whatever it's like it's still they're down to earth characters that still try and go through like the cycle of like very human moments sort of thing it's not just mm-hmm. like it's not the same thing as like Xavier Renegade Angel where it's just like none of it makes sense so you can do whatever. It's like they still are people, so more or less sort of thing. They're y- yellow colored skinned people, but like they're people, you mm-hmm. know, there's a level to it where it is still supposed to be somewhat reflective of reality and it's it's this weird line of like the longer the show goes on for the more you're just like, like this is just yeah, weird. It, this is I don't I don't know. Like so it's kind of like what I was saying with um Scooby Doo recently, where like that's that IP has been around for so long, but the characters are very clearly like uh, stereotypes or caricatures of what existed yeah. in the 1970s. The right. Simpsons is the same thing. Like a character like Otto the bus driver is very much a 90s, you know burnout kind of guy and having him do things in 2022 in that personality it doesn't make a lot of sense but they can't make so many weed jokes because weed is legal in so many places now he's just a normal (laughs) guy now he just talks weird there's probably an episode about that if i had to guess anyway uh yes the death tome special was uh pretty good zwick i think that was wick (laughs) (laughs) shouts out zwick I think that uh, um, just about does it. Yeah, yeah. 312-788-7361 or send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, throw us a few bucks over at patreon.com slash thoughtcops. We'd greatly appreciate it. You get to hang out in the live episode chats and get a backlog of bonus content with our uh, spinoff show Fire Bros, which as Grant said, uh, there should new be a one new episode be out coming by out. the time this comes out. Uh, so, yeah. if, this, if not, very, very soon. So keep an eye out for that. We it's reviewed, recorded, uh, so, yeah. Yes, it's done. It's done. I guess you'll just have to find, wait and find out, because I forgot what we talked about already. <laughs> <laughs> the Mars Volta self-titled album. Uh, we rewatched Tropic Thunder to see if it still holds up. And uh, third The Boys, thing, season three. The Boys, season three. Yeah. And that's yep. about it. Well, I didn't yep. get a chance to talk about the uh, VR headset that kills you if you die in the game. Maybe next time I'll bring it up. Fuck. Next time. anyway. <laughs> On the next episode of Thought Cops. This VR headset well, does what when you play it? If you die uh, in the game, you're dying Don't worry in real about life. it. Don't worry. Well, uh, we're going to do a podcast. Zwick, bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> a podcast where you die if you bomb. If you die in real life. <laughs> it's going to be every day. Every episode. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jeb, uh, before we sign off, can you let our listeners know where they can find you, all your uh, all your wonderful content, your social media presences? 
Uh, yeah, uh, Jab50N everywhere, J-A-B-5-0-Y-E-N. Uh, Twitter is where I'm the most annoying, the most active on there. Uh, my YouTube channel is the same name. Uh, Funny Rave will eventually come back, per- most likely definitely in 2023, sometime around there. So we'll let y'all know what feature stuff we're doing there. But yeah, I'm mostly just going to be chilling, uh, making videos and stupid tweets. So that's that's pretty much it for now. Cool. Heck yes. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Pleasure to have you guys. We're also starting to work out what is Thought Cops Season 2. I had an idea. You know how like in anime, how there's like different names for story arcs? Of course. This is going to be called Thought Cops New New World Order Arc. Yeah. I have been thinking because it's like we're not so much policing the internet but it's obviously still we're talking about things that are, that are very still within the vein of what we usually talk about it's just a little looser so maybe this is like we're, we're the undercover something or this is uh, behind the, the desk or there, there's got to be some sort of theme I think that that definitely grasps something I think that there's something there something you're on to we, we need to explore it more but we're both very busy with real life and not our pretend funny little universe. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we, we'll think of a pretend anime story arc name when we're not yeah. fucking busy. The Zwick <laughs> Retrieval Arc. Yeah, Sasuke. We'll just call it that. The Sasuke Retrieval Arc. The anyway, Sasuke. uh, Jab. <laughs> Jab, thanks again. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Speechrand.com yeah, slash so ops. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see you guys next. Hey, wait. No, no. I'll see you on the other side. There you uh, I still go. don't like it. Uh, <laughs> see you, Space Cop. <laughs> <laughs>